Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Breaking the Ceiling. Uh, today I have a very, very interesting person who I have admired for a very long time. Uh, entrepreneur, uh, hotelier, and a good friend of mine. He runs 50 restaurants, 27 hotels, 7 cloud kitchens, which is a new addition, and one FMCG brand. I'm talking about none other than Vikram Kamath, the chairman and founder of Wits Group. Hey Vikram, welcome to Breaking the Ceiling. So uh, Vikram, you've been, uh, from the longest time that I've known you, I've always seen you try so many new things uh, you know, and grow as a person. But before we jump into Wits Group, I would like to know you before Wits Group. What did you do? What did you study? Right up to the foundation of Wits Group, I would love to know your life story. Sure. Uh, so basically, um, I studied in cathedral, uh, where I believe uh, your your children also uh, go. So the first question that any cathedral I'd ask anybody else is which house, which is what I asked. So I was checking whether there is. So which house were you? With? I was in the red house, Baram. What's called Baram? Uh, yeah, Savage. Baram and Savage have a. Uh, yeah. No, but uh, it's it's all it's all fun. And uh, after that, I went to catering college. I was all India first in hotel management across all the uh, twenty six IHMs. And um, uh, I had a very exciting and uh, fun time right from school. I did a lot of uh, uh, interesting things in school. Uh, memorable not just for me, but for a lot of the teachers. And uh, when one day I was crossing the road near school, um, and Mrs. Isaacs, after so many years, after more than 16 years, uh, it's amazing that she's still the principal after 16 years, which is, I think, a feat commendable yeah, for her. Uh, and uh, you know, I was crossing the road, and her car was there, and she was there, and she said, "Oh, you are that, uh, you're that Kamat boy," you know. So uh, I think I've done many memorable things. Uh, I shaved my head once to be an old man. So I had a, I had like just, I went to school bald with just this much hair, and um, my uh, my school, my my teacher. This was eleventh or twelfth standard, and uh, my, the teacher didn't think it was funny at all, and she sent me to the to the. Uh, to Mrs. Khanduri, who was the headmistress of the senior school at that time, and said, you think you're very funny, you know, that you keep doing something, you know, like this. That time, the word innovation, unfortunately, in school is not very well appreciated. You know, innovation is not taken. It's called indiscipline. So, uh, what we call innovation in business, she said, you're being very indiscipline, I think you're very funny. Go to Mrs. Khanduri. And I'm standing there outside, and Husseva's coming in the morning to meet the headmistress. He's like all looking at me, looking at me. You know, this guy with just this much hair, like a with like a comb over, is there, you know. And one or two people asked me, "Ki ye sachchi kya hai? Ki tum us kal kya pena hai, no?" So I said, "Nee nee, and all." Then the moment I entered her office, she just burst out laughing, and she thought, and she luckily she thought it was very funny. So she said, "Go go go, show Mira, go show Mira." Uh, Mira is being Mrs. Isaac. So I said, "Oh, and I got chal at least." And then when I went down, she was also very, uh, uh, very positive about it. And, uh, you know, so many fun things done in school. And I think uh, that what was indiscipline there became innovation in business. And uh, it just continued after that. Absolutely. That is just absolutely fantastic. And it's so interesting to see how uh, habits from your childhood play into your adult life. Uh, how things that you picked up or small traits play such a big role uh, in you know your life ahead. Yeah. Uh, so coming to your life, tell me about how you started with what was your motivation behind this? So when uh, obviously the family business is there of Orchid, uh, very well established, eco-friendly, uh, pioneers in eco-friendly, first hotel in Asia. And uh, the vision was as I started a lot of traveling um, in business, I saw that there's a huge market. So I'm talking about 
more than 16, 17 years ago, there's a huge market, tier 2, tier 3 cities, there's an un, unmet demand where there's a lot of business, business travelers are going, local business is happening, a lot of big banquets are happening, there's a huge FNB scene, but uh, there's a huge void. And that's the creation of Wits where we wanted a, a brand uh, which was synonymous with uh, that time we had the punchline guest dress best. Uh, we serve the guest. The, we'll be the best in the city and it's the ideal place to rest. Uh, and of course, rest also part of restaurant. So that was the idea that we had then. And uh, we've successfully been able to roll that out. We've got 27 hotels uh, today and uh, adding many more. And uh, in uh, Maharashtra, Gujarat, which is our strongest clusters, um, in many of the markets, uh, we are the leaders. Uh, in most of them, we are. And when it comes to the big cities, definitely in the mini micro market that we are, we are, we are the leader. I mean, we have a hotel in Kalyan, uh, in Thane, uh, in places where people uh, thought that, you know, a you know, four-star hotel may not uh, fit here. I think finding that gap and being able to do something about it is uh, a, a big challenge nowadays because I know so many people who have ideas, they identify the gaps, but they don't actually take the leap. Right. So taking that leap and then making sure that it's the right leap and even if it's not the right leap, adjusting and then making, yeah. you know, going forward and then scaling to what you scale, I think is fantastic. While you did all this, I'm very sure you had a lot of challenges. So what kind of challenges did you face in your early days? See, whenever you're doing anything, uh, uh, you know, pioneering or whenever you're doing anything innovative, there are a lot of unknowns. And uh, in this case also, sometimes you have people who have got good hotels in tier two cities. Uh, but, um, you know, then maybe not the right people to do business with. Um, sometimes you end up doing short-term business, you spoil your name. Um, after you, you know, it's a chicken and egg story. If you don't have the numbers, you can't grow. If you don't grow, then people say, aapke itne hotel hai nahi, why should we join you? So it's a chicken and egg. You associate with some people, you face difficulties. Uh, some owners are very, very good unexpectedly uh, where you might have, you know, not expected. So a lot of challenges primarily because... Um, how to go about, like you rightly said, uh, how do you go about doing it and keep debugging? You know, it's like you're basically running with your with your belt, which is very loose and your pant is falling. So you're catching your pant also and you're trying to run at the same time. I, I love that. I love that. I can yeah. just you're, you're managing many things, basically. And uh, you're trying to keep your uh, your uh, reputation intact also. Not keeping your pant up. I'm, I'm so sure I'm going to use that somewhere in my life. I'm definitely going to use that. This, by the way, this the credit for this particular dialogue goes to one of my uh, independent directors. He always keeps telling the the staff, you know, that boss, uh, you have to learn to, you know, this is business. You have to learn to learn. Why the pants are falling? You know, manage it. Don't don't. So uh, in uh, our business, we keep saying you jump off the cliff and you you know build your oh, plane on the way down kind of a thing. Yeah. You know, where you have to innovate really quickly. Yeah. And at Equinox, we keep at any given point of time there are six, ten, and at this moment twenty-two different projects which are going on. Out of which I know for a fact that only three or five will succeed and scale. The others will fail, but that's perfectly fine. Like we encourage failure yeah. because from that failure we learn things and the next attempt is smarter the next attempt is better yeah. so that's something that you know we've been doing so uh, I have also managed to so uh, was a very interesting uh, case because it started it's a government initiative uh, it started when the CEO of FSSAI was traveling internationally and he said hey you know other countries have a training program 
we need to develop something in India. And uh, I was sitting with him and we created the basis of Fostack. That, that team was taken on board. Uh, training material was developed. Well, my biggest contribution to Fostack is not the training material, is not, nothing else. Right. We've done a lot of work, but was the fact that I was able to convince him to go make it a public-private partnership. Now, since it was a public-private partnership, we were able to onboard 200 training partners, right. train over 2,000 trainers. Wow. And uh, last month, I think we finished training 6.5 lakh food safety supervisors. Wow. Uh, uh, when I spoke to WHO last, they saw this as one of the most successful public-private partnerships globally. Wow. And I think FSSL probably received some kind of compensation for that. Yeah. I think that was, but it's, it's you know, getting the right people, right? Even as you know, I think one of your life lessons was, hey, you know, the first few hotels, finding the right person, maybe the person who partnered wasn't right. So learning how to read people, uh, finding the right set of partners, I think is critical to, you know, any, any project. Uh, throughout your journey, I'm very sure, you know, you've hit a lot of milestones. Uh, can you name one memorable I, I think they all compete for mind share they all uh, uh, they all there I, I I don't think there's any one thing which is uh, which is so memorable um, I'm, I'm sorry I won't have to pass on that no I, I think uh, everything is memorable unfortunately most of the memories that I have uh, are more on the personal side than than on the so on the personal side is there any no, I have to say, the day I got married, I can't okay. forget. You that. can't, you can't, if you're a past person, you can't say anything as a past person. No, no, and uh, you know what they say, right? you know how to remember your wife's birthday, you remember how, the best way to remember your anniversary or your wife's birthday, yeah, just forget it once. So, you know, lifelong, you keep remembering. And I have forgotten it once. It sounded sound yeah, like yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have forgotten it once, and uh, that's how I remember it. Now I'm never going to forget it. Yeah. Um, so, as an entrepreneur, I'm very sure uh, you faced. Uh, a lot of failures uh, because when you try and, and you innovate you're going to fail yeah. so as a person how do you handle those failures? so i think first of all you need to understand that innovation when you say the word experimentation it means there is a trial and error is built into the word itself that there is a scope for um, not succeeding in terms of reaching your end goal but reaching closer to your end goal because you learn something new from the experience and we've made a lot of mistakes, you know, um, and that's how we reached here. I always tell our management training program that um, good decisions have basically come by making very bad decisions. So those bad experiences, uh, bad decisions give you experiences which make you realize that, oh, this is what I should not do next time. So, you know, you should not be afraid of taking a decision or trying experiment. But things we experimented were like we want to, we saw that, you know, these dosa shirts and all are very difficult to get. And uh, in a day, we're making only about 100 dosas. So over a 9-hour, 10-hour period, it's only about 10 dosas an hour, which is less than, you know, every 6 minutes, one dosa. Okay, we are during peak time, a lot of dosas might be there during the other time less. But that's when we thought we got to do something because it's very difficult to get these people and keep them on highway, two shifts and all. And they want to do only what they are already doing, you know, like a tandoor chef or something else. So that's how we got into innovating where we came out with skillless module, a chefless module for Indian restaurants, which... Uh, Primarily, everybody always thought it was not possible. And that's how we patented uh, this dosa uh, device. You know, it's, a dosa, it's a dosa triangle that we got. And you just put it and it's like or, or it's like rotating a compass or a protractor. Where you put the batter in and you just rotate it around. And it's done. And then that's how we were able to get a new workforce to work for us. Because till then, ladies were not able to work. Because they were uh, restricted to making only chapati and all. Which, you know, normally think, okay, the lady will come make chapati and uh, full kai and all but now we could 
these ladies who knew cooking but obviously were not exposed to south indian cooking because uh, idli dosa they are you know making the batter and all specialized but batter anyway is coming from a central kitchen so they could immediately make these products which then added a new talent pool availability to the restaurant so that was one kind of innovation uh, that we did we've done a lot of innovation on the booking sources on certain software on certain processes also uh, in the hotel itself like this dosa that i explained one um you know some innovative gas based tandoor that we came out with because tandoor also again is a very complicated thing we have started one hour one and a half or two hours before and um, in a cloud kitchen if you're starting two two hours before you need a cold store as per mumbai rules you need a 200 square foot 100 square foot area just to keep coal then the ashes so lot of complications are there so we went deep into each thing and tried to innovate what we can do better and um, you have lot of innovations uh, now which uh, have become industry uh, standards i mean if you see orchid also we started in environment friendly and eco friendly mm-hmm. a lot of those innovative practices have become standard practice uh, right from uh, would you like to use your sheet every alternate day or would you like to reuse the next day um, innovative thing like using vegetable dyes instead of uh, chemical paints and that created a market i mean when we started there were no cfl lamps in in india we had to import from osram germany Yeah, twenty twenty years ago there were no CFL lamps; they were not available in India. So, twenty 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 five years ago. So, the innovation is part of our blood, and uh, especially on the food front, we've done a lot of innovation now. And I think innovation keeps uh, customers, you know, engaged. They appreciate new new things. I think, and, and getting that into the blood of the organization, you know, is always a challenge. But I think if the management, the senior management, and the entire leadership is, you know, promoting innovation. right and it's okay to make mistakes yeah. even the bottom line even the freshers even the interns are not hesitant to try new things because they know hey my boss has got my back yeah. right so getting that culture right and i've seen a very few people get that culture right but i'm i'm glad to see that that culture is uh, there at wits so i follow this guy called simon senek okay. right yeah, he's yeah, a he's a fantastic uh, you know motivational speaker so he was talking about a barista in mgm uh in las vegas right so he was like i i had i went for a coffee and had a fantastic experience you know the guy was so engaging he was so charming and you know he spoke to me for 5 minutes and he's like i couldn't help but ask him like hey you know how how do you do this he's like every 20 minutes a manager any manager yeah. will walk by and he'll ask me is there anything i can do for you can i help you in some way so i know my leadership has my back and he's like funny thing in the second shift he works in a different hotel where every manager passing by is trying to find faults in what he's doing so he's like there i'm quiet i don't talk i just do the bare minimum and i finish my shift and i go home and what simon says it's so interesting that the same person in two different environments produces such different results and that's a matter of the environment right so having the right environment can unlock human potential like nothing else uh, shifting gears a little bit tell me uh, some common myths associated with your industry so everybody thinks hotel industry restaurant industry uh, is very glamorous and uh, you know it's like seeing a 2 hour film you're seeing a 2 hour film which was made over 9 months 6 months in the heat uh, between shots they wait and they have to kill a lot of time and one shot takes you know 10 15 times whereas in the hotel and restaurant industry uh, it's very glamorous no doubt especially when you see everybody having fun drinking eating and uh, enjoying in different many different ways so but uh, as 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 hotel people as restaurant people we are the ones doing the service so we don't really get to enjoy you know we are the ones working on 31st 
another one working on 25th another one working on friday saturday sunday you know so um, i think people don't they, they see it as a consumer you know they always think oh ye hotel or ye restaurant hamesha full rehta hai tum log ka to acha chal raha hai achhi baat hai achhi chal rahi to but the perception is wrong because they come at a time when it's it's happening so uh, you know the the perception is oh you are living a lot glamorous life and things and all no we are living a life just like everybody else it's just a job for us Uh, what what i've seen is um, the great restauranteurs the great hoteliers as people they are you know so outgoing they are uh, you know generous at heart and the perception many a times is oh if it's a hotel owner he must be a party goer he must be blowing up money while at the back end it's completely different person is you know quiet person he loves interacting with people but you know they are more sometimes very reserved they are uh, they don't spend they don't blow up money on things and what do you think do you think there is a the misconception on what a hotel owner should be versus how they are so first so from a question is let me remove one bias everybody thinks that if you are a hotel owner or restaurant owner you have to be a five star hotel owner and you have to be a night club owner wearing some big gold chains and some diamonds and things and, you know with a short open till you are not but there are many normal restaurant as also it's it's a very big field the world of fashion doesn't only deal with people who are in lakme fashion week the guy making a simple jeans or a regular good fit shirt or a casual shirt or a track pant is also part of the fashion industry so that is the super high glamorous part which is maybe super aspirational everybody thinks but that's all that you see in on tv but uh, restaurant are are uh, you know very good normal people Uh, who are not spendthrift, yeah. Who are not spendthrift and uh, very very pragmatic people. Uh, you know, the best part is that we deal every day with hundreds of people. So we have hundreds. You know, in a smallest of restaurant, you have ten, fifteen, twenty staff who have ten, fifty different nakra, ten, fifty different type of attitude, ten, uh, fifteen type of different skill, and depending on which side of the bed they get on, different aspects of their attitude and nakra comes on that day. And then every day you are dealing with thirty, fifty, hundred, you know, different guests. uh who are having their own problems own stress own baggage that they carry into your restaurant uh we were in i was in one restaurant uh and uh, this guy obviously seemed to have had a fight with his wife uh we seem to get in the wives a lot i don't know i, I don't know why but uh, you know so he uh, he 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 was having a uttappa and uh, he just wanted to put he, he wanted to boss around somebody and he was there and there was always something happening so then the steward got the outta pump he said are ye utta pa thanda hai so that steward said nahi sir abhi laya abhi garam hai main bol raha hu thanda hai so he said nahi sir abhi laya main main bol raha hu garam hai he touched it main bol raha hu na thanda hai tum leke jao so sometimes you just have to satisfy their ego you know it's 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 a mindset then he got he took the utta pa put it back on the plate and just got it so sometimes you just satisfy their ego so as a restaurant you are seeing so many people that you just become a naturally a better a uh, per- better person at reading people because you're dealing with people all the time that's your only major asset and uh, that's something that that stays with you which a lot of people don't realize about hoteliers and and restaurants they just think that oh you're partying all the time drinking till 4 in the morning and all and you actually don't drink in your own restaurant by the way you know you might after it shuts maybe i possible but during work you're at work so yeah so tell me now uh, a little bit about your personal productive habits what what would you say are your top two things that you do which make you productive so in first thing from very start i'm very organized um 
uh, in terms of uh, schedule or particular from opposite side also like you know if uh, i i told somebody something then it's either written down or it's mentioned somewhere or i don't forget things i make sure that everything very organized so i think that um, that helps a lot and um, uh, i think as part of that organized thing i maintain this like even for work i have a list and then i keep referring to old list to see has all the work got done and so i think that organized covers a lot of aspects like um, uh, that helps you know a lot of productivity in general and it helps in follow up because that my follow up is very uh, killer uh, i'm sure my staff can tell you uh, yeah and follow up. so i have something every week we have a weekly review and uh, so that makes it very difical for people to escape because you note down what the person is doing i note down what they are saying we have a summary that goes for each person and then we have like okay on next week what that become the agenda for next week so i think that's a fantastic way of running meetings and running one on ones yeah. and running uh, this thing and right? then no chance for anybody to say oh, I, i didn't know this okay we are now going to go to a quick rapid fire session okay if you could live anywhere in the world where would you live uh bombay why um i think uh, having seen other places uh, i i think uh, Out of the, all the other places that I've been to, Bombay seems the best. Uh, I, I've been to Japan many times. I don't know if I'd be able to. St- I would. St- I mean, I've always fantasized that I'd stay in Japan. I'm sure if the culture appeals to me a lot, and I have a very big thing for for Japanese system and being organized and their whole way of doing things. Uh, so yeah, maybe the closest I might say some, some Japan. Maybe yeah. Uh, three books or movies or podcasts that you would recommend. So I'd say we should rethink re- and grow rich uh, for sure. Um, uh, another good book which I know I've authored it. Uh, it's actually a book which I've written for team member, but I think it's very practical in its management. It's called Winning Habits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the third book that I would definitely uh, uh, recommend everybody else to read is uh, The Master Key. It's a very, um, it's a very, uh, you know, the book which is not very famous. but it's very very good and uh, it uh, it kind of uh, if you've done meditation and vipassana and things and all you will you will relate to that book because the book talks uh, the book call talks about first changing yourself inside and then changing the outside is the reflection on the inside so change inside and the thing is change and uh, well, it's a very old book it's about 100 100 year old odd book uh, but uh, fabulous book So uh, last time I was in office, uh, you were very generous and you gifted me the Winning Habits book and it was fantastic. Yeah. Is it available online anywhere? Uh, no, but I'll send you the updated version. Lovely. I think it's something that you should put on Amazon. Yeah. I should put it somewhere because it is such an important thing for people to read. And I think you've taken all your experience and condensed it in a version which is consumable and you know people can quickly get an insight and get advice which is practical and you know they can apply it in their. Uh, I, I think it's especially good for salespeople. It, I, I'm a, I'm a sales guy myself. What to send you? Just give you twenty two cents of selling. Oh, I'll send you. No, I think I'm the other one. <laughs> All right. Um, if you could write a book today, what would you write about? Um, I would write. Uh, I, I, I'm definitely going to write a book, something on the lines of confessions of a you know a hospitality man kind of. Yeah. You know, it's uh, with all my mistakes and uh, and uh, crazy ideas and you know. Yeah. But but that's a that's an audience. People would love to read that, right? Yeah. The behind the scenes, what yeah. happens? Things. Yeah, very honest book about um, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and 
Absolutely. I'll be the first one to lead that when you For people who want to get in this industry, you know, this is this is the, the plus and minus, you know. If you could have coffee with any historical figure, who would that be? Andrew Carnegie. I think that's a wise choice. Uh, last but not the least, what is the one lesson, one life lesson you've learned uh, in your life? Agilal. It's uh, whatever happens, just uh, just keep looking ahead and just keep going forward. Fantastic. Uh, there are a lot of people who want to enter the food business. Mm-hmm. What is the one single piece of advice that you would give to them? Hmm. I would say uh, be be clear on why you're entering the business. If you're entering because uh, you didn't get admission into engineering and you didn't get admission into the medical, that's why entering the food business. Then it may not be right for you. Or if you're entering because oh you know somebody else is on cruise and he's earning a lot of money and that's why I'm also coming in now. And or if somebody's just giving because oh it's very glamorous and stylish. So I I think be very clear on the reasons that you're doing it. It's a fabulous business. Uh, it's uh, people. It's it's the second. We all know what the oldest business in the world is. So this is the second oldest business because you know. But um, be very clear. It's a fabulous business. It's been around forever. It's going to be around forever. If the pandemic has taught us one thing is that people can't wait to go out and eat, travel, live life what you know normally again. And this is this part of lifestyle now. You know there were time when going out to get to, to drink was like oh you know that needed occasion. Now on the way back to work, you have two drinks and you go home. Uh, you meet your people, you have fun, and you you go back. So it's now ingrained in lifestyle, and I think that's um, opportunity for a lot of people who are interested in entering because such new new kind of concepts are going to come up. Um, such new things are going to happen. Uh, Delhi is already open officially till three a.m. You can serve liquor, have food till five a.m. So basically, you're practically open round the clock. Uh, Bombay already 24 hours was already introduced pre-COVID. So I think this is going to open up a whole new um, paradigm, a whole new opportunity, provided you're really interested uh, in uh, in this business. So how do you spot new trends? Because you've you've always been you know looking at new things. Many times you've created those new trends. But what is your personal mantra of spotting new trends? You know, so, so you know, for the number of trends that I've, that I've spotted, I've missed so many. <laughs> it's like innovation. You know, you you sometimes you are here and that's the big thing here. So it's there is no formula. So thank you so much for taking out time. And I, and I forgot to completely mention that you recently got a doctorate. So now it is. Dr. Vikram Kavat and uh, I'm sorry, I forgot to introduce as Dr. Vikram Kavat, but uh, thank you for taking out the time and sharing so generously your wisdom and your lessons, life lessons, uh, the good, the bad and the ugly. And I'm looking forward to what you innovate next. Uh, I've gotten a glimpse of a couple of new things you're already working on. I'm super excited to you know have them come to life and uh, going forward, I'm so interested on again checking back within a couple of years to see what more things you've learned, what new things you've learned. Because every time we've spoken, I've always walked away with like, oh, that, oh, like this, oh, like, oh, we should do this, we should try that. And every time I've met you, I've always walked away richer uh, in knowledge. And I look forward to doing that again. So thanks thanks a lot. So guys, uh, that was Dr. Vikram Kamat, the founder and chairman of Wits Group. Uh, Whatever he said today, there is so much truth to that. If you do one thing, just take one of his lessons, something you've learned from him, 
go apply it in your real life and I can guarantee you that you'll be breaking your own ceilings very soon. Thanks a lot and I'll see you in the next one.